This is H10, Hanshin Tiger's English News. Global H10 Nation, you endured a long, bumpy Tiger's ride in 2022. The off-season is upon us, which means we can spend time on non-baseball hobbies. But don't lie to yourself. You love baseball. That's why you're here. So let's listen to an interview I conducted with former Hanshin Tigers import Justin Bohr, who slugged 17 home runs and drove in 45 runs during the pandemic-shortened 2020 season. He talks about his background in baseball, playing with Japanese legends Ichiro and Shohei Otani, life with the Hanshin Tigers in 2020, and what he's been up to since then. All that, plus a whole lot more. Check it out. Who's in the chair? Who's tea talking to? Who's in the chair? Maybe veteran, maybe who? Who's in the chair? Who's in the chair? Who's in the chair? Ladies and gentlemen, we are here with a very special guest, someone that we've been waiting ages to have on the show, probably since the time we Come heard on. that he signed with the Tigers back in the 2019 offseason, spent 2020 with the Hanshin Tigers, none other than JB Fireball, Justin Bohr. Welcome to the show. <laughs> Good to be here. Good to be here. Thank you for having me on. No problem. It is great to have you here. Um, we were excited to have you with the Hanshin Tigers, we wanted it to be a longer stay. Probably you did as well. Um, we'll talk about that in a little bit. But before we jump into your time with the Tigers, I want to go back to your childhood a little bit. What role did baseball have in your life growing up? And did you have any favorite players or teams? Not really, because I was always, always doing something. Um, I was either, you know, playing games outside, roller hockey, uh, played sports growing up. Um, but I never really had a favorite team growing up. So, um, yeah, unfortunately, no, I don't have a favorite team for you. No worries. No worries. Um, so what was baseball like though, for you as a child? Like, did you primarily play the infield? Did you do any pitching? Uh, talk about your little league, uh, years. I was a pitcher, uh, shortstop center field and yeah. I wasn't, I wasn't a very good pitcher. Um, I threw the ball relatively hard, but they called me a thrower, not so much a pitcher. So that was short-lived, the pitching. When did you really get into just slugging the ball, and uh, when did you start to see yourself as a power hitter? Oh, man. I would say not until probably about high school. But around high school is when I was um, – I felt like I was really hitting the ball pretty, pretty well. Who taught you uh, to play the game? Dad taught me everything I know. Um, he taught me everything growing up. He would come out and play catch with me and hit and do all that stuff. And then obviously I had an older brother. I don't know if you were aware of that or not. But my older brother um, played professional baseball as well, a little bit with the Reds and the White Sox. So um, we clashed a little bit, you know, but he was a big help as well. <laughs> That's what brothers do, right? So Absolutely. Understood, understood. So you're one of your... Um, Earlier exposures to Japan came before you ever played in NPB. That was, uh, I believe, yep. with Ichiro, if I'm not mistaken. Well, you had him as that, a teammate with the Marlins. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about your uh, interactions with him? Honestly, just they were all they were all amazing. Um, having him as a teammate was just one of those things that is surreal. Um, and then when you actually get to be his teammate and share a locker room with him all the time, it's it's one of those things you don't really realize how awesome he is until you get to spend you know, every day sharing a locker room with him. And then you came out to Japan with him as well. Is that correct? Yeah. Um, 
I, I think over the years, people had said stuff like, you know, I want to come out and visit or do that stuff. But I think I'm the only one that actually went ahead and like, you know, did it. It's like, I want to come to Japan. I want to see some sites um, and, and see you while um, I'm there in Japan. You know, how do you feel about that? And, you know, he was welcoming. So that was cool. What did you guys do together while you were in Japan? Well, Ichiro is very regimented. So he has his, he has his schedule and, um, you know, you got to fit in where uh, that schedule is. So uh, we had, we had a lunch one day, um, a dinner, and then obviously the workout, which is on my Instagram somewhere where um, it, it is um, on the, at, at the field in Japan. So we did a workout, did some hitting and throwing, but really just hung out. And, and when I wasn't doing that, I was just seeing the sites, exploring Japan. I've always had a fascination with it. And, you know, I wanted to go to Japan even before I started playing there. It was one of my goals when I started playing baseball. Like, hey, one year, you know, at least I want to go over and, and play baseball in Japan. So to get to live that out was really cool. Nice. Um, are you ever able to uh, get in touch with Ichiro these days or uh, has that time kind of passed? Not too much. No, I, I'm i one of those guys who kind of just let, leaves people be. Um, and everyone covid all this other stuff that takes place like everyone's very busy so um no i you know give people their space fair enough um so yeah. you you've had other japanese teammates in mlb um namely shohei otani uh with the angels who's that uh, guy i you know i think he he does a little bit of pitching a little bit of hitting i'm not sure if he's very good at either one of them but uh maybe you might know a little bit about that I'll tell you what, the, the, the sneaky thing about him is how good, like how fast he is. That was the thing that really impressed me. You know, you've seen people throw a hundred, you've seen people um, with power, but um, to be able to do both, but then also be as fast as he is, that was, I think the most, like, that's just, you know, having, having all the tools, you know? So that was for me that, that stood out. I know it's, it's very random, but that stood out to me. Right. Did you have any kind of uh, memorable conversations with Shohei? Um, none, none really off the top of my head. Um, there, he, it, it's interesting because I was with Ichiro towards the end of his career and with, uh, Otani as sort of the start of the career. And, um, they obviously grew up at different times in, you know, in Japan. So it's a completely different culture and completely different environment. So it was cool to see the diversity in the two. Uh, but yeah, they were all, they were both very just positive, awesome people. Very, Very funny cool. too. <laughs> nice. So um, you signed with the Hanshin Tigers in the 2019 offseason. Then you, when you got here, COVID still wasn't really a thing. Um, so when you landed in 2020, can you kind of reflect on that and talk about what your first impressions were when you got off that plane um, and faced the media and probably some fans at the airport? Man, what a blast. Um <sighs> A lot of a lot of cameras, more cameras than I've ever seen in my life. Um, that that greeted at the airport, um, and I know I know I was tired. I was very tired, but uh, very excited to be in Japan and and ready to get started. And then, like you said, the the COVID hit. So there's that. Yeah, you didn't really get much of a taste of true uh, Japanese baseball right from the spring. I think maybe a couple of weeks in spring training. Mm -hmm. um, and then after that, it was kind of, everything was kind of under wraps and locked down, eh? Speaking of spring training, though, Okinawa was beautiful. Um, that, that was just 
incredible. I got a chance to go see the aquarium while I was there and it was unreal. It's nice, isn't it? Yeah. And and it's yeah. good that you were able to see that um, <clears throat> while things were still somewhat normal. And, you know, mm -hmm. it, probably if you'd come here without playing ball, you wouldn't have even thought of going down to Okinawa or maybe you would have, I'm not sure. Uh, maybe, maybe it depends on, on how much time I do love going to see different aquariums in different places. So, um, maybe it's very, it's very peaceful. It's very, Reach. stop. Hey. Sorry. He's chewing on his bone. <laughs> so, um, you get here and probably you caught some, uh, of this from the media or from fans or from whomever, but uh, mm -hmm. there were a lot of comparisons made between you and the legend Randy Bass. Um, mm -hmm. Had you heard of him before you heard those comparisons? And what were your thoughts when you started to hear his name more and more uh, as you became part of the team? Uh, I think I'm just thankful that I can't, I couldn't read, uh, or still can't, but couldn't read Japanese because it seemed like everything was like photo next to photo. It was like this guy and this guy. Um, but I feel like, you know, after playing baseball for a long time, you kind of get used to the media. You get used to um, sort of brushing things aside. Uh, obviously, it was a, it's a great honor to be compared to someone who had the success that they did in, in Japan. So, um, sorry. Um, that part was very cool, for sure. Nice. Um, did anyone ever kind of tell you about his exploits, or how did you learn about Bass? Google. Okay. The old Google machine. Yeah. It's, it's a great teacher, isn't it? It sure is. <laughs> yeah. Um, so while you're with the Tigers, um, I want to ask you a little bit about the 2020 season. I know it's been a couple of years, mm -hmm. but um, are there any teammates that, as you think back, that you remember fondly or that you, you really got along with well during your time here? Man, I really enjoyed uh, Yusuke Oyama. Um, he just, I, I just really, I enjoyed him. I did. I thought he was a, he's a good dude. That's cool. Um, did he teach you any Japanese or did anybody else on the team um, specifically teach you Japanese or? No, not really. Uh, but when I, when I had signed the original deal, um, and I thought I was going to be there for two years because it was like the one year of the buy or whatever. I was like, you know, I need to learn some, some Japanese. I need to uh, study. So I went ahead and ordered this, this um, CD, it's like Pimsler, and it teaches you a little bit of Japanese. So um, that's where the majority of it came from. And then before COVID, I had a uh, tutor who was coming to um, my condo a little bit to do some teaching. But once COVID hit, he you know, he banged that. He was out. So Right. Kind of hard to continue on things like that. Yeah. Well, is, there any, is there any Japanese that you remember now or any phrases that kind of stuck with you? Mm. A lot. Yeah. Anytime there's a, like a nice day outside, I'm like, I'm just like, man, what a nice day outside. Um, it's beautiful. Um, so, so that one has really stuck with us. That one stuck with me. Well, I'll tell you, um, the fans really enjoy, of course, they love hearing the foreigners uh, speaking Japanese from the Heroes mm -hmm. Podium. And the way that you uh, kind of uh, conducted yourself up there was something that mm -hmm. the fans remember. And, and, and also the fireball uh, kind of performance after your home runs. Do you have any particular home run from your 2020 season that stands out as special to you? The the um the back screen home run. Um that one was that one was probably my favorite um in in Hanshin. Either that one or the one against the Giants against uh C I think it was CC Mercedes. Okay. I think we ended up winning one nothing in that game or something like that. But that those two probably stood out the most. If I recall correctly, or if I'm looking at this correctly, I think it was a two to one win 
Um, and that was fairly early in the season that you you, you yeah. crushed one off of the Giants and and uh, got us the win. So mm-hmm. nice, nice. And there was that one game where you and Jerry Sands both hit grand slams. Crazy, right? Yeah, that was pretty nuts as well. <laughs> so um, yeah, great excitement. Um, any other thoughts on your time in Kobe? Uh, thoughts about the city? Thoughts about the Kansai area or the people? Well, we were like like. Uh, keep on harping on it the whole COVID thing we were kind of um confined to that Roko Island area um and you know we took that we took that very seriously um that we had to pretty much just lock down there so um yeah um the more I look back on it the more uh, not upset but um sad I am that I didn't really get to experience uh really all that Japanese baseball entails, you know, I kind of got a glimpse of it. You get, you get some 50% state filled stadiums at the end, but you didn't get to do the hundred percent. You didn't get to really interact with fans like on a personal level. It was like, you know, keep your space and all that stuff. And I feel like that's, you know, one of the, the most important parts of the game. So for me, that was, that was tough. Do you think you would ever come back out here? Like just on vacation with the family and uh, experience baseball as a uh, Japanese baseball as a fan? hundred percent. I would 100% do that. Well, make sure that you uh, look us up when you do that, because we would love to uh, hang out with you at Koshien. Heck yeah. <laughs> um, so obviously, um, while you were here as a player, you didn't get to see much of Japan. But you mm-hmm. did say that when you were with Ichiro, or when you came out to see Ichiro, mm-hmm. you did get to see some of Japan. What were some of your favorite spots? Best steak I've ever had in my life was at Ishida, the restaurant, I-S-H-I-D-A. Mm-hmm. So 100% is the be- it was the best meal I've ever had in my life. It's ruined steak for me back here in the states, um, <laughs> and it it it's just unbelievable. Um, the food was just incredible. We had like a little grocery mart that was right down the street that uh, had really good meat as well. Um, yeah, that one really stands out for sure. Nice. Also, tonkatsu ramen was good. Um, the shoyu ramen was obviously solid no matter where you went, but everyone made it different. Um, there was a there was a spicy shrimp there was a spicy shrimp ramen that I had in Okinawa that was down the road from the place that was very good. And um, the best the best that I had was probably at the stadium. They had tantamen, mm-hmm. um, which on the hot summer day to go in there and have like a cold tantamen. I don't know if I'm saying it correct, but that, you are yeah okay yeah that i really enjoyed you know everybody talks about the food and i don't think enough can be said about how good the food is here in japan mm-hmm. and i mean you could make a trip out here and like just for the food let alone oh, the yeah. sightseeing and you would still say it was money well spent mm-hmm. so absolutely and every place every place is so different you know they they hide their broth their broth secrets they hold them close to their chest and not letting anybody anybody figure it out you know that's right. Yeah. Good on them for that. Hey, so mm-hmm. have you have you been able to follow the 2022 Tigers at all? I did. I was following along a lot there at the beginning. Uh, obviously, they did not get off to a very good start to start of the year. Um, I didn't. I How many games was it? Uh, they they lost the first nine and they were as bad, I guess, as four twenty and one after 25 games. Yeah. So I was following along. I'm like, you know, because I had um, uh, Otisaka as a teammate in Mexico a little bit, and okay. we were we were talking yeah, we were talking a little bit about you know uh, how uh, how's Hanshin doing? I'm like they still haven't won a game yet. They still haven't won a game yet. 
like they got to win one of these games, like eventually. Um, but yeah, I was following along for a good bit. And then um, now that I'm kind of full-time dadding, my, my time has been a little bit limited, but the last time I checked, they were right around 500. I'm not sure what the playoff um, stuff looks like. Obviously, once again, the COVID playoff is only one team made it when we were there. So I don't know what it is now. Yeah, it's back to normal with three teams, and the Tigers are one game oh, right the carpet in third place. So yeah. we're we're in the playoff hunt for sure. Yeah, yeah, well, that's great. Get hot at the right time. Yeah, I hope so. Um, any thoughts about Yano as a manager? I mean, obviously you, you had him for the one season, and this is his fourth mm-hmm. year. Mm-hmm. What are your thoughts about uh, your uh, your relationship with uh, the manager? It was good. Obviously, it's different than it is in the states. Um, and there's that communication barrier where you're not sure exactly what uh, takes place, but um, you deal a little bit more with like assistant coaches and translators and stuff like that than you. Um, so there isn't too much conversation that takes place. Um, he's obviously a guy that demands the best out of you and, and expects you to work hard. And that really didn't affect me any. I feel like that's, you know, uh, that's sort of, you know, the way, way I go about things. So um, I, I enjoyed him as a manager. I did. And you've probably heard that he has already announced his resignation at season's end. He made that announcement yes. before spring training. Um, yep. Any thoughts on his time with the Tigers overall? Not really. Um, I'm, I'm assuming it hasn't been what they were hoping for, but um, you don't want to make excuses. You don't want to talk about, um, you know, certain things that happened. It's just a matter of, did you, did you, perform or not and that's the game of baseball so uh, if you don't perform you they don't they don't keep you right now obviously um being a manager is not an easy job anywhere you go but i think particularly with hanshin it's probably a pretty high pressure uh position yeah but he also that that's that's one of the great things about the job is and and that's the way i took it was it's an honor to have that kind of following and and the amount of critique that you get from guys um to have the, the fan sport that I got in Japan is the best I ever got, you know, anywhere because the people genuinely care and, and they demand the best out of you. And that's, it's, there's something to say about that, you know? Yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, last Tigers question. Um, mm-hmm. While you were with the team, obviously you spent time um, with the players um, in various uh, capacities, if you will. Um mm-hmm. Uh, were there any young players that really caught your eye as you were playing alongside them uh, that you thought that you think could have a bright future? I was impressed by Chikamoto. Um, he was, um, I don't know, was he rookie or first year in 2020? I think second year at the time, yeah. Second year. The, be, because a lot of the young guys, they're still being put through the ringer when it comes to practices and long days. And, um, you know, their, their, their days are a little bit longer. So to see... Um, to see him go through all that and still have the energy to lead off every single game and put up good at bats and, and do all that stuff was um, impressive. I thought he was, he was good. Um, and then obviously I thought uh, Suzuki and um, over there in Hiroshima was, was very talented player as well. And he certainly is. I mean, he's, he's not uh, putting up all-star numbers in Chicago, but he is holding his own. So mm-hmm. yeah, I think the best is yet to come for him. He had an injury though, didn't he? He did. Yeah. 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 So, all right. Um, so after um, your time with the Tigers, you were back, mm-hmm. I think, in America for a bit. And then you signed on mm-hmm. with a Korean team in the second half of 2021. Is that right? Yep. 
And then so this, not, this oh, season you were ahead. in Mexico, correct? Yep. So uh, after I came back home, I signed with the Giants, um, San Francisco Giants, not the Tokyo Giants, San Francisco Giants. And um, I played with them for a little while. Um, and then Korea called about halfway through the season and they were looking for somebody for the playoff push um, that they had um, going. So I went over to Korea and then I got put into quarantine for a couple of weeks and then uh, got obviously, you know, I didn't play very well there. I had about a hundred bats, just didn't have really much success. Um, still on the COVID, no fans. Um, and then, yeah, didn't, didn't really do well over there. And then this year I went to, yeah, so I went to Mexico this year and I was actually playing really well. Um, I was sitting like, um, I think like three thirty or something like that. And it was a numbers game. The GM came into my hotel room and he said, um, you know, we're releasing you. And I thought it was a joke because like I was playing really well, but he's like, no, we need to, we need a pitcher right now. So, and then after that, uh, one of the teams claimed me, but I was like, you know, um, I'm going to, I'm going to head home. What is, is there like a, an import limitation in Mexico as well? Is that kind of the, the numbers game you're talking about or. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You can only have a certain amount of guys and the pitching was, was really not doing that well. So, they took uh, my spot and gave it to a pitcher. Got it. It's really so. unfortunate, uh, but uh, you know, I think everything happens for a reason. And uh, you no know, doubt, yeah. Um, can you comment a little bit on your take on the level of play, either the pitching, the hitting, or whatever you want, wherever you want to go with this, uh, between NPB, KBO, and then the Mexican League? Wow, that's a good question. Um, it it was. I was impressed when I came to Japan. Um, you obviously, you do the math in your head because obviously they do different with the miles per hour and all that stuff. And, you know, some of the guys are only throwing 90-91, but man, it's a heavy, very heavy 90-91. Um, and it plays up. They do the up in the zone. Uh, and everyone has a very good secondary pitch. And before I came over, they're like, you know, a lot of teams, they have one good starter. And then after that, not too much. But I didn't really see that as the case. I thought <clears throat> I thought teams were very polished that um, – especially in our division and we didn't get to play the other division because of COVID. But um, I thought, I thought the depth was, was pretty solid. Um, so that was obviously, I didn't see much disparity between MLB and Japanese baseball, to be honest with you. What about uh, KBO and the Mexican league? Like how, how did those ones uh, compare? Um, I would say, I would say it's uh, MLB NPB right there. Um, and then KBO and then the Mexican league would be below that. Okay. Sort of rank it that way. Got it. Um, so obviously, you know, like your, your level of success at each one was different and, and it's not mm -hmm. necessarily about, um, performance. Well, it is about performance at the plate as far as the numbers, but, uh, were there any other adjustments that you felt were difficult to make in any of these leagues or. Well, the Korea one was tough because, um, there was no fans like whatsoever. So um, going from the U S where I had some fans in minor league games to going to Korea and just basically being back on lockdown, that was, that was tough. Um, but other than that, no, not really. Okay. Um, so final questions. Um, so we talked about this before the recording, but um, mm -hmm. I want to kind of uh, put this in there as well. So sure. So after Mexico, then you, you kind of finished a little bit with baseball. What are you doing now with your time? Right now I am stay at home dadding. Um, we, 
my wife, my son and I, and then obviously my dog, who you're hearing in the background, we moved to uh, Virginia Beach. My wife got a job doing uh, on TV reporting right now. So she's back to doing that. And I'm doing the full-time dadding at the moment while also taking some college courses at George Mason University, working on that undergrad, finishing it up. It's one of those goals that uh, I'm a very goal-oriented person. And it's one of those things that I wanted to do. I, I need to check that off the list of things to do. And, and now I'm starting to do it. Are you looking to get back into sports in some way eventually? If the right thing comes about, yes. You know, I've done a lot of soul searching since um, since I left Mexico, and and um, there's a lot of ups and downs that took place. So, uh, if you know, I think about coaching, I think about uh, doing that because I do have a real passion for teaching and and working with guys. But I think uh, in the professional level, it's it's turned a little bit to like a hands off approach where coaches don't coach too much. A lot of it's analytics. A lot of it's, you know, hands off. Um, so at a professional level, I don't know how much input I could really, you know, I don't know how much coaching I'd be doing or if it'd be front offices, GMs setting the roster and all that stuff. So uh, I could talk about that all day, but uh, short answer. Yes. I would like to get into the game of baseball and, and um, share all my knowledge and, and help the next generation of baseball players um, achieve their goals. But uh, you never know. I'm, I'm hoping the right thing comes up. Right on. How do you feel about your son um, picking up uh, a baseball and a glove and a bat and getting out there? Is he doing any of that? And uh, do you have any aspirations for him? Right now, he's just picking up everything and, and trying to chew it. So uh, <laughs> we're not too we're not too worried about the baseball quite yet. He's he likes numbers. He's big on on numbers. So he might be uh, he might be a good statistician. It might be might be a good accountant or something like that. I don't know about the baseball. Nice. Um, and how old is Jimmy now? Anyways, Jimmy's three. All right. That's a, that's a great age. And obviously it is keeping you quite busy. I'm sure. Oh my goodness. Yes, it is. <laughs> well, I'm going to, uh, thank you for your time here and I'm going to let you get back to Jimmy and the dog and life. But Justin, we appreciate you taking the time to be with us today to catch the Hanshin Tigers fans up on your life. And just to reflect on some good times that, uh, you had that we as fans had when you were with the Tigers in 2020. So thanks for your time. No, thank you guys. And I want to thank, since I have the, the time, I want to thank all the fans that are still following me to this day that reach out and respond to Instagram stories and um, that were so welcoming to my family and me. And um, seriously, I can't speak enough on the fans at, at the Hanshin Tigers. They're just the, the best, 100%. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. Have a great night. All right, you too. So once again, I would like to thank Justin Bohr for his time to talk with me, a lowly Hanshin Tigers fan, and to spread uh, his story out to the Hanshin Tigers fan nation. I've got a couple more background stories for you about Justin Bohr that I'd like to share before we wrap things up. First of all, um, a few years ago, actually when he was here, um, my family had a little bit of an accident and I had been talking to his wife and she told Justin the, the story uh, the story was that my son had had an accident. Anyways, he, out of his kindness, signed a couple of baseballs for my sons. And at the one baseball game that I went to at Koshien during the summer of 2020, he had the translator come up to the stands and give me these signed baseballs. What a class act, kind guy. I didn't ask for any of this. He just did it out of the kindness of his heart. A little later on in the season, actually right around the time that he um, was wrapping things up, he actually expressed a willingness to just reach out to the community and help out. And I knew of a childcare facility that was kind of in some financial need and he was willing to, he wanted to um, 
give some money to them. And so he actually donated some money. And thanks to him, this childcare facility uh, in the Kansai area was able to build a playground for the kids to play at that they didn't otherwise have. So more kindness there. And then lastly, actually right after we did this interview, I asked him if he knew of any way that I would be able to obtain some used baseball bats for a friend of mine who is looking to kind of revamp his career as a semi-pro baseball player here in Japan. I was just looking for a clue, a hint, you know, just some way that I could reach out to maybe current Tigers players or if he knew where the bats went. And he was like, I'll send you some from the States. And so he did. He sent some bats out to my friend out in Western Japan. Um, and he kind of volunteered to do it. So just all around, Justin Bohr, what an incredible individual and what a great time uh, we had being entertained by him in 2020. Justin, we wish you all the best in 2023 and beyond. And we look forward to the day when you come out to Japan again, visit us and you can say in person, Iyo tenki desu ne, and we can take in a Hanshin Tigers victory together. everyone thanks for listening to h10 today i hope you all are having a great time great off season and we will catch you again in the next interview and of course in 2023 with regular hanshin tigers coverage let's keep it real let's go tigers